In the late 20-teens, two brothers realized the one way to solve the world's unsung problems. Sell their dad's minivan, buy a microphone, and smoke a lot of weed. It's hypocrisy. At you live from the Cannabis Corner, the Pot Smoke Pagoda, the Helm's Deep of Hashish. I'm Ryan. And I'm John. And this is Hypocrisy. How's it going, Ryan? Pretty good, John. Pretty good. You know, a lot better than it was, you know, before last episode. Uh, the devil had a grasp over both of us. But since we've cut out, cut out her heart, and... Uh, Stuffed his heart into my chest and sent them back to hell. Uh, I think we're uh, we're pretty much good to go. Yeah, I don't know if it's the uh, you know the the new uh, demonic heart that's there, you know, pumping away at the old pulmonaries, or uh, sort of the nice relaxing, you know, couple weeks uh, break we've allowed ourselves a bit of rest and recuperation following our uh, you know. The, uh, the disintegration of our physical selves uh, by the devil herself. Um, I gotta say, you're looking fine. You, you, you're looking vital. You know, I'm feeling fine, and it is a beautiful day out. Just honestly, just the birds are chirping. I, I, I actually see, like, small animals in our yard for the first time since I think we've ever been here, you know? Like, it's yeah. just really nice out. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like normally, uh, just the general, like, I mean, first the rabbit dogs, I think, would would normally just sort of clear them right out. But then also, you know, if if they got past them, just the general aura of sort of uh, malaise and yeah. just failure that permeates our studio would desperation. Usually, yeah, it usually scares away most joyous things. So it's pretty. It's a nice change of pace, is what we're saying. Um, and speaking of change of pace, we should explain the uh, general premise of what we do here on Hypocrisy. That's less of a change of pace and more of a continuation along the same theme. but Different strokes for different folks, John. Different strokes for different folks. Um, so here on Hypocrisy, we recognize that our esteemed publish- public officials are unable to get super stoned and think about the ways to fix the world. We can do that. And that's what we do for you, the general public. And for the world. It's yeah. very selfless. Indeed. And we we find problems, and we get really high, and then we think about how to solve them in those kinds of uh, creative ways that uh, normal, normal big thinkers can't really tackle, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I, I for one, cannot think of a better way to get high and think about some problems than, you know, here with my brother, surrounded by all these adorable woodland critters. Like, oh my god, this is, this is 
pretty idyllic. I, I, I think we should get right to it. What do you say, Ryan? Yeah, let's get creative, John. Let's get creative. Ah, oh, that's the stuff. Takes me back to half an hour ago when I last got hyped. Takes me back. Very nostalgic. <coughs> All right. So, um, basically, we, we usually go to the ends of the earth to find problems and everything. But um, one thing that we're really good at is being peaceful enough to be in tune with nature. And I think we can commune with nature in order to get an our problems that we have answers for. Yeah, yeah, like in instead of stretching ourselves out, stressing ourselves out, you know, coming up with like a crazy new way, like a, you know, a magical computer or a satanic ritual. I almost you know? died last time. I really need to just kind of chill this episode. Exactly. I, I think this episode we should just uh, let the problems come to us. Uh, let let's just sit and meditate for a moment. Did you see that? That little bird just landed on your shoulder. Oh, wow. That's... And that, that bullfrog just, just hopped up on, on your knee there as you sit oh. cross-legged on the floor. Man, I've, I'm attracting so many amazing woodland creatures that clearly want to help me. Oh, my God. I feel like a Disney princess right now. It's pretty wonderful. A, a baby deer just stuck its head in through the window. <laughs> Hello, friend. Oh, it's nuzzling me. That's really impressive. This is a second-story window. <laughs> Hey there, John. Whoa, that deer can talk. Whoa, hey, hey there, friend. We can all talk, Ryan. Whoa, Bullfrog, you you can talk too. We can all talk, Ryan. Oh, <laughs> wow, that bird, you can talk too. I think, John, I think all these animals can talk. This is a bit much for me, man. I think I'm going to have to get a bit more high before I can deal with... Talking fucking adorable woodland critters. I, I mean, mean, wow. I'm pretty certain that it's the fact that we are really high that allows us to commune with these animals at this level at which we can actually understand them. You know? Oh, fuck yeah. This is kind of like a, like in Mary Poppins, right? Like we've retreated into a childlike state in which we can communicate with all of nature. Come to think of it, these are all 2D, well-painted animals. I mean, yeah, there's certainly something very Chuck Jones about them, but, like, just in the cutest way. Here, yeah. oh, look at this little bunny rabbit. I'm going to scratch it behind its ears. Hey there, little buddy. Oh, man, John, you're the best. My name, <laughs> my name is, uh, Stumpy Tail, Stumpy Tails. That's my name. So, um, I, uh, you know, your ear scratches were so good, I'm going to give you a problem. Because you guys, oh my God. you seem like you need problems solved. Whoa. Stumpy Tails, you, you read my mind. Wow, that's a, that's a very helpful rabbit. Good good scritches, John. Good scritches. I'm going to chill over that's here with really... the bullfrog and the bird. Yeah, I mean, that, that's cool. Leave me with, with Stumpy Tails. He, he's, you know, I mean, he's no bullfrog, but he's, he's pretty cute. Uh, yeah, so um, this problem is Maine's Passy Pete Lobster predicts six more weeks of summer. Wow, 
That's a really good problem, Stumpy Tails. Thank you so much. Yeah, you know, you guys are so cool. I want to introduce you to my whole family, the whole Stumpy Tails clan. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hop on over to where they are on the other side of the uh, property line, and uh, go go give them a holler. So I'll see you soon. Oh my god. Wait, 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 before you go, do they have names like, like Bumpy Tail and Thumpy Tail and, and, and Scrumpy Tail? Oh, yeah, yeah, there's my cousin, Stumpy Tails. Uh, there's my grandpa, Stumpy Tails. There's my mama, Stumpy Tails. There's my, there's my, there's my pa, Stumpy Oh, we get it, we get it, okay? They're all yeah, named that, Stumpy that, Tails. That's, that's basically all the same. Now, I was wondering if you had, like, adorably differentiated names, but you, you all have the same name, which is... Uh, yeah, pr pretty fucking lazy on your part, actually. But that, that's cool. Like, I can't wait to, to meet the whole clan. We, we rabbits fuck so much that it doesn't even... It, it doesn't even make sense to take the time to name each other anything other than the kind of fucking bodies that we just sprout out of out of all the fucking fucking we do, you know? Whoa, 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 whoa. Stumpy Tails, TMI, and also... Very strong language. This is a family podcast. Get the fuck out of here, Stumpy We're Tails. We're always getting on. Getting on for, until the early dawn. All right. All right, Stumpy Tails, you horny-ass rabbit. You go get your family. All right. We'll go get the whole Stumpy Tails plan. I bet there's going to be like twice as many of them as I remember since I left. Because, get the fuck out of here, little pervert. A lot. All right. All right. Get the fuck out of here, Stumpy Tails. All right. We're going. Jesus. I'm hopping away. I'm hopping away. Hopping away to visit. All right. Oh man. All right. So uh, I guess you really made the right choice hanging out with the uh, with the bullfrog <laughs> and the deer there. And oh, that's an adorable owl that's landed on your other shoulder. Yeah. Um. Her name is Hoots. All right. Well, we'll deal with them later, though. And she is she is one a hoot. <laughs> um. So uh. Yeah. So Maine's Passy Pete lobster predicts six more weeks of summer. My goodness, what a problem. I think. I mean, this was a typo, right? Because obviously. Uh, everyone knows the only season-predicting animal is Punxsutawney Phil, uh, the the famous uh, groundhog of song and legend. Now, that's where you would be ignorant, John. Um, there is actually a different, elementally attuned animal for every season, um, and they can control whether it lasts longer or shorter. Oh. Yes, we have Passy Pete the lobster for summer. We have Punxsutawney Phil for winter. Well, you've got Horny Wally the Wildebeest uh, for, for spring, obviously. Yes, extending the mating season even longer, usually causing food shortages for the rest of the year, especially in the winter. Um, especially if, if you get both the Horny Wildebeest and the Groundhog teaming up on you and deciding to extend both their seasons, like, you're fucked. You just, you don't got, you don't got prayer in the world. And of course, fall. Yep. Who could forget fall? That most wonderful of seasons with its most memorable of animal characters. That just extends it forever and ever, usually an additional three weeks. Um, because, you know, it is uh, Tucker the Flying Squirrel. And if Tucker uh, manages to fly from their one tree to the other tree, then falls falls over. But if Tucker happened to be uh hitting the bottle a little too hard that day which Tucker, happen. Tucker is an alcoholic um 
Tucker may fail and crash into the ground. At which point, they'll have to pick him up and put him to bed in the tree and let him know that, yeah, dude, you made it. You totally made it. And, you know, he blacks out. Um, but if, if, if that happens, then fall lasts for another another three weeks. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of a sad story um, for us, for Tucker, definitely for Tucker's family. Um, our, our hearts and minds go out to them all. Uh, but uh, we do st- we'd still have to be kind of thankful to Tucker because, of course, he did... He did have to take out, uh, over after um, Otto the Octopus, who would famously uh, predict, uh, I believe, uh, the Super Bowl uh, winners, uh, sadly died, I think, in, in 2010. And we did have those five straight years with no fall mm-hmm. and, and just like the unending heat of, of summer that would just go on and on and on until uh, just snapping into the sudden bitterest winter. Um, and there were a lot of deaths because of that because obviously like you you go out yeah well you go out and you're like it's fucking 115 outside i'm gonna wear my my board shorts and my henleys uh and and you're like kind of kicking it with your friends out on the street drinking a cold one punks tony phil gets his ass up and then like you're out in your short shorts and then boom snap it's suddenly negative 30 out and you you your feet just freeze to your crocs oh i've uh, seen your legs snap off i've seen that too it's pretty brutal it's like um in a fucking what's the movie uh with the train it's really cold in the world train spotting no (laughs) it's really it's a really cold world and they're on a train it's like snowpiercer i think i'm pretty sure that was a thomas it still sounds like a thomas to me (laughs) gotta gotta catch up on my thomases (laughs) been lagging the last few seasons Never mind, but yeah, yes, it's it's pretty fucking brutal. Um, Gonna binge watch some Thomas later. <laughs> okay, so so yeah, okay, we we've established um, the the importance of the the four elemental animals uh, that control the seasons. Okay, but six fucking weeks, like, are you serious, Passy Pete? Like, that's a. Uh... Yeah, slow your roll, Peter. We've done something to upset Patsy Pete because Patsy Pete is just extending summer way too long. It's possibly gonna like melt the ice caps, you know, like fucking dehydrate people. You know, it's not good. You can't fix hot. I think this is really Patsy Pete kind of muscling in onto Tucker's territory um, and kind of a hostile takeover. Maybe as a threat to sort of remind us of uh, of what it was like in in those sun scorched years i and i believe tucker's weakness and uh, self destructive tendencies have made passy pete believe that it's his imperative to take over the fall entirely i see do you, do you think this is a benevolent takeover like he sees that tucker is you know having trouble holding it together and and he's trying to sort of you know take the reins of the seasons as it were but the only thing he knows how to do is crippling hot summer yeah and it, it basically it's he's looking out for pox tony phil right the avatar of winter because that's what tucker's blind drunk stupor flights was like muscling in on right on onto winter yeah every time every time he fucks up 
Oh. It makes fall last longer, which eases the winter. Shit. They really designed that wrong, didn't they? Because like, it, it, it's heavily biased to one side with Tucker's uh, general conduct. Indeed. All Pakistani film needs to do is see a shadow, you know? Jesus Christ. What is this? It's like some kind of fucking house of cards shit, right? Like, I mean, we don't know how they picked Tucker. Otto died. We lived in a, uh, a frigid bipolar hellscape for like four years. And then Tucker just appeared with like a drinking problem and 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 like this thing where if he drinks too much he gets his job does better like this seems like he's been set up to fail is what i'm saying like i think someone installed him with an ulterior motive wow that's uh that's fucking deep man and i think that's that's the deep systemic issue here right is whatever puppeteers manage the world um replacing leaders is not cool guys so in your day-to-day life, if you're ever presented with the opportunity to pull off a regime change, don't do it. I fucking got it. I've worked it out. What? Oh my god, it's so simple. Parsi Pete, man. Parsi Pete, the fucking lobster of fucking Maine, man. That lobster knows, right, no one's going to give him the fall, right? You know, Otto dies and Pete's like, hey guys, I'll, I'll just do half of the fall. And people are like, no way. No, 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 no. They, there's got to be four animals. He's like, okay, that's fine. So he installs Tucker, knowing that Tucker's going to fuck it up. Oh, wow. And people are going to be like, hey, Pete, can you take over a little bit more? A little bit more? Hey, 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 Tony, can you like, uh, can you just wind it back? Like, give us a little bit of a little early winter this year until Tucker's gone. Right, like in 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 a freak, uh, you know, flying under the influence accident, which actually he's about due for, right? Indeed, and honestly, you can already see it in department stores with the whole like Christmas encroaching on Halloween bullshit. Sure, just eating up, eating up the season. Yeah, yeah. Before we know it, it'll be like Labor Day into Thanksgiving, just boom, like next to each other. Snap. Which would be, I mean, you get a four-day weekend, so, like... It's all right. Let's not rule it out, is all I'm saying. <laughs> Maybe Percy Pete knows what's up. Indeed, indeed. Uh, so, I know, I mean, yeah, Percy Pete, um, watch your shit. Uh, regime change rarely ends well. Um, but also, Tucker, you're probably going to die. I'm so sorry. Um maybe we'll, we'll set up a GoFundMe to help with the, the funeral expenses and, and just, just as like a precautionary measure. Mm-hmm. And remember, it's not global warming. It's cutthroat House of Cards bullshit between the elemental beasts. I'd watch that show. <laughs> I, I gotta get around to it after I finish my Thomases. <laughs> I, I hate this bit. Gotta have my Tommy. <laughs> I hate this bit so much. <laughs> <laughs> You couldn't just tell me the name of that movie. <laughs> All right. Um, you're, you're the one who knows the name of things, man. I'm sorry. God damn it. Okay. So uh, I believe it's time for us to discuss the reason we're able to continue to afford to be here. Uh, truth, love, and the American way. Sponsors. Oh shit, that cold hard cash. Indeed. So um this time we have a sponsor that's very near and dear to my heart. Also to your throat. Indeed, because it's Harry's 
used razors. They're quite good because uh, if you've ever wanted a, a good razor, you know, to use, but you didn't want to spend weeks just shaving and getting it nice and gummed up with old hair, Harry's used razors has your back. I mean, yeah, Harry's has really identified uh, a corner of the market, right? It's like those pre-faded jeans, you know? You don't want to go around with, like, new jeans looking like some kind of new jeans loser. No, no, no. You want it to look, like, worn in. You want it to have that good, like, molded-to-your-body feel. And that's what Harry's really provides. Indeed. And I I gotta admit, I use them myself every every single day, Um, even if I don't. You, even if I don't need to shave, I just like to rub the old hair and the dull blade across my skin. And I gotta say, my razor bumps have never been more painful. Yeah, and I, I've uh, actually, it's a bit embarrassing to admit this on air, but I, I've, I also uh, use my hairies to try and uh, do a little, bit of, a little bit of grooming, if you know what I mean. You know, In your, south of the border. You shave your dick with it. I mean, you know, among other things. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so I, I tried that. Um... And I, I gotta say, I was I was really impressed. I've always struggled, you know, to be especially fruitful uh, in 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 the pubic region, you know, hair wise. Uh, and on, honestly, after giving it a go with Harry's, I actually felt like there was a an increase, just a step up. Like maybe some of the hairs had taken root, begun to to bear new fruit. That's that's the magic of Harry's used razors. If you go on their website, enter the uh, promo code hypocrisy. They will send you a rainbow pack of eight different razors, just chock full of eight very different kinds of hair, um, just so you can kind of taste taste the rainbow with a smorgasbord of heavily used razors. Yeah, I mean, you, you've got your color selections, obviously, but then you've got your texture selections, and I think that is where Harry's is really a cut above the rest, because, like... I can go and I can buy an old razor, you know, from any, uh, you know, thrift store or a hotel room. Like, I can get some used razors, but th- there's no there's no guarantee of quality, right? You know, that hair could come from, you know, five, six, seven different people or maybe even animals. And I don't have a problem with animal hair, but, like, I want it to be pure. Just like Harry's offers with its special eighth razor which is 100% pure cat hair. It's beautiful, really. And they also send you images of every source. Um, that's what they call the the people and animals that provide the hair um, for the razors that you rub across your face. Yeah, they actually, like, when, when they come, they come with a, a little photo slipped in the package uh, of uh, the source of the individual hairs. It's a lot like adopting an African child. Um but you get to shave out of it, which is like, you know, it's kind of a better deal. Let's be honest. Yeah. Hey, Ryan. Oh, hey. Hey, Billy the Bullfrog. How are you doing? Pretty good. Um, I hear you guys probably need another problem, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think we do. Don't we, John? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, Miss Mr. Stumpy Tails. Stumpy Tails? Oh, whatever the fuck that asshole was called. Stumpy Tails hasn't come back yet with the whole clan, um, which is probably a blessing, really. Otherwise, we'd just be doing, like, a god-awful meet-and-greet for the rest of the episode. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of them. They talk a lot. They talk a lot about fucking. Uh, oh, my God. Always with the they fucking. They make more of themselves, and they grow 
really weirdly fast. Um, yeah, I mean, if you get enough rabbits together at a party, you will literally never finish uh, introducing yourself to all of them because they actually reach a point where they're uh, increasing more than you can meet them. It's kind of like a math problem. The two lines convert. Anyway. Um, becomes infinite. Point is, yeah, B- Billy, um, you-, you got some good problems for us, my man? My warty dude? Oh, yeah. Okay, so... From mugshot to headshot, man's booking picture lands him modeling career. Ooh. Ribbit. That's another great problem. How are you animals so up to date on all of these problems? I mean, we don't live under rocks, John. Ribbit. I'm... I hate... I mean, I'm... I'm pretty sure toads do live under... Oh, I guess I'm pretty sure bullfrogs uh, don't, do live under rocks. Don't discriminate. Um, I'm sorry, Billy. That's why the bullfrog hangs out on me and the horny rabbits hang out on you. <sighs> It's, it's hard to shake these these you know cultural biases we're brought up with what can i say uh I, I'm, I'm sorry billy thank, thank you so much for the problem let's let's dig into this one speaking of biases uh, i'm gonna go cross the road uh there's a fly on the other end of the road that i really want to eat um so uh i'm gonna go go get that you do you billy godspeed my man all right see ya All right, so um, I guess it's time for us to uh, solve this problem, isn't it? I mean, I could go for a nap, but like, yeah, it's, uh, let's let's give it a try at least, right? We we got to get our three, otherwise, um, the rabbit dogs will uh, not let us leave. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't I haven't really heard from them this episode in a while. Yeah, may, maybe it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe we we can try and venture out of the studio pretty soon. But let's solve some problems first. I'm gonna have to have a bit higher for that. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, for mug to headshot, uh, this guy, he got arrested. Uh, his name is, uh, and I'm, I'm very sorry if I get this wrong, uh, Meki Alante Lucky of North Carolina, uh, and he got arrested in 2016, um, which is rough, right? Like he's a he's a 20 year old African American man, like. Many, many people do fall through those those sad cranks in the system. Um, it, it wasn't a great day, I assume. No, not at all. However, his mugshot, if you uh, will pull it up um, for me right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm pulling it up uh, mentally because we, we were only told about the story uh, by a bullfrog. But I, I think, like, we can imagine yeah. it, right? He yeah. is incredibly fine. Like, incredibly fine. I mean, I'm envisioning... I don't know about you, okay? But I'm thinking uh, heterochromia. He's got those those sweet, like, David Bowie eyes, yes, right? Yes, he does. Absolutely. One uh, brown, one steely blue. He's got some, like, pert kissing lips. Mm, with, like, just the right facial hair. Just, like, a little uh, little mustache. A little, just, like, a little one of those, like, stubbly touch goatees eyebrows which are both like perfectly arched and also like solid you know With, not, not not like wimpy manicured right no like asymmetrical scarring uh, just like mm. i'm glad we both have the same mental image uh of a man who we've only heard about so like i guess we're both like into the same stuff yeah. it's kind of a weird thing to know about your brother but i you know i can jam on it you know anything 
if anything, um, we're not the only people who believe this about uh, this man because after he dazzled the internet with his viral mugshot, um, St. Clair Modeling also had their eye caught on him and uh, decided to hire him. And his photo shoot, which uh, I just uh, grabbed our our laptop and, uh, you know, actually looked it up. And oh, fuck, that's a good idea. We described him perfectly. Um, and his photo, look at this photo shoot. Wow. Devastating. Yeah, I mean. Devastating. I, I, I think we got, like, the broad details, but I never imagined the cheekbones. Whew. Indeed. So, um. I think it's time for us to discuss uh, why we need to discuss this. <laughs> yes, let us discuss that. He got out of a crime because he was very beautiful. Or not necessarily got out of a crime, but he was basically rewarded for committing a crime with a great headshot. Uh, uh, yeah, that's it, right? Great headshot? I think it's a great mugshot. I think a great headshot is something you get in, in Quake. No, um, for when you're... When you're an actor. Oh, yeah. From mugshot to headshot. Yeah. Uh, we should have written this article. That's so much yeah, better. Yeah, like, to be completely honest, I think oh, a consistent wait. theme. <laughs> That's actually the title of the consi- article. I didn't realize that. <laughs> <laughs> We're brilliant. So... I'm not I'm not sure where I really fall on this kind of inequity. You know, because as an ugly person myself, I I feel that we are discriminated against in day-to-day life many a time. You're saying if you were arrested uh, for a misdemeanor crime, you think you would spend the night in jail and not be rewarded when you leave with a uh, a plum six-figure modeling contract i don't believe i would get a modeling contract when i got out of jail and Mm. that is discrimination (laughs) blind discrimination you know just ridiculously obvious discrimination actually it seems a lot like highly vigil discrimination really uh but i get your point i get i guess the problem here isn't really like that he got the gig, right? Like, like I think we're, I can speak for both of us when I say we're very happy for him. Like, Yes, he is so fucking fine. He is fucking incredible. And, like, he a thousand percent deserves the opportunity to share that beauty uh, with the world professionally. No, no, the problem here is the inequity of the distribution of modeling contracts, right? And, and so so I'm, I'm going to go out. Stop me if this is crazy here. Stop me if this is crazy. I'm going to say mandatory modeling contracts for all inmates uh, released from prison. Yeah, so that's a great way to get them back into society and help them uh, afford to not have to go back into the life of crime. Right. And, like, hopefully, like, work on, you know, maybe they have some some self-esteem issues that could be, you know, driving uh, at, at, at least some of their antisocial behavior. Um, you know, being told that they were beautiful, I think that that could help and go a long way. And if agencies have to accept state-mandated models of all body types and appearances, um, then that means in the media, like, a lot of different people are going to get represented that normally won't be. And I think that would help all of society feel better about themselves. 
Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can we can take on like the the body issues that cripple our society, in addition to uh, to the the inequity problem. Yeah. So uh, I think we've really figured this out. I think so. Yeah. I mean, congratulations to uh, to Mister Lucky, and uh, I'm sorry that uh, he will probably soon be out of a job because we are about to flood the market with uh, literally millions of applicants. Oh, he's always going to be employed. I mean, look at that man. Mm. Mm. Speaking of attractive, uh, Ryan, that is really one very handsome owl on your shoulder. I'm Hoot. <laughs> you are a Hoot. Oh my goodness. Yeah, you you are a Hoot. Well, do you have any, uh, any more needs for problems? Because I'd be happy to help. Oh man, yeah, because like as an owl, uh, you've got like incredibly good vision, so you can see problems from all over the place, and like really good memory, uh, so you can remember all of those problems, and uh, and you're you're environmentally friendly uh, because you're powered by mice. Basically, the mice give me strength. They give me strength, and then I fucking vomit out their bones, and I just stare at them. And I think about the lives they could have led. Their friends and family, they're going to be missing them. And I just, I just kind of doze off. <laughs> Man, you're such a hoot hoot. Wow. I love you, what buddy. What now? Give me a, give, give me a oh, hug. Oh, I'll give you a hug, John. Oh, ho, 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 ho. Little noogie for you. Little noogie for my best friend, Hoot. Oh, may you last forever and never become some else vomit with your bones. Same to you, buddy. Man, I I love Hoot. But hey, hey, dude, you got a um, you got a problem? You say? You got a problem to share with us? Here, look this up on the laptop and shit. Um. <laughs> That's a really good idea. I can't believe we didn't do that from the start. Really, I blame the other animals for not pointing this out to us. I mean, don't they know we're stoned? They're not the most tech-savvy. Except for those rabbits, they're always on Tinder. They always are, which is weird because they they don't really... Um, they do a lot of, like, incest. Oh, man. They just... They just, like, fuck everything that's nearby them, which is usually freshly potted rabbits. You just make more, and it's just like that's why they're so fucking horny all the time. Is they're just they're inbred to be horny. I'm I'm sorry I asked. I just it's bad. This is it's a situation. They just we got we gotta figure out what to do about them, or they're gonna just just gnaw this country dry and possibly eat the planet. Wait, is that is that the problem, Hoot? I mean, I well, it's a problem we'll get around to, I guess. You know, I just. I think we should eat more rabbits. That's just all, all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I think we should eat more rabbits and shut out their bones. No, look. Look at arrange their bones in a way that, uh, that resembles the rabbit that went to us. Um, okay, anyway. Uh, the problem is Massachusetts Library asked residents to refrain from paying late fees with Chuck E. Cheese tokens. Right, let, let me look this one up before we get too deep into it. Okay, okay, yeah, there it is, yeah. Um, people have been paying their library late fees uh, with Chuck E. Cheese and, quote, bonkers funhouse, unquote, tokens. Yep, that's basically the problem. So, um, you know, uh, I'm gonna get... I got, I got a lot of, like, 
bones that I, I think you guys would like to stare at so uh in my nest so i was gonna go check those out and uh, i'll be uh, i'll be right back and uh yeah you know well okay yeah it sounds good Hugh. yeah that sounds like that that's gonna be really fun after the uh after the show we'll try that out actually all the animals uh just gave me different excuses and decided to bail for just a little bit um but uh wait what yeah yeah no they're just going outside for just like a minute um, for different reasons, uh, but you know, we'll we'll take care of this problem, and we'll all be back, and we'll we'll kick it, we'll kick it with our wildlife friends. They didn't ghost us, did they? No, no, they wouldn't do that. Like everyone, they're they're just slow and unreliable, but they'll they'll be back. Okay, because I'm pretty sure I saw that adorable baby deer flip you off before it left. Okay, I did, I did get in a little political discussion with that deer. Um, I don't want to talk about it, uh. but um. We might not be on speaking terms anymore, but the rest of the animals and I, we're, we're chill. All right. Well, we'll we'll deal with this social awkwardness after we solve the problem, I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, so this Massachusetts library uh, got paid with a bunch of amusement park tokens. Uh, I guess less amusement park and more like family amusement arcade and pizza ristorante. Uh, I think that's the technical term for their their genre. But yeah, they got all these tokens, and then they, like, counted them up like real money. They're like, oh, oh, oh we got a good haul today. And then, then they realized that they, they were, were, in fact, uh, only good for uh, a free game of Metal Slug 2 uh, on, like, a really st- sticky machine where, like, half the buttons are just, you know, permanently glued to the surface so you can't press them anymore. Okay, um, I think this library doesn't really understand the concept of money if they're not accepting these as currency you know what is money if not a representation of your labors and how do you get funhouse tokens Mm. by winning carnival games and skee ball and that one where you launch tokens out and then it just dumps out possible other tokens like it and it's got like the little like yeti thing skiing you know, there's... Snowpiercer. Yeah, Snowpiercer. <laughs> it's cold out there. Those are all hard work. And when you earn things through hard work, you should be able to spend those as as if they're currency. I see. So you're, you're saying that the real problem here is that the, the Massachusetts public library system does not properly value... Money. Because that's what, that's what money is. It's effort. It's effort personified. There is like an agreed upon value of a Chuck E. Cheese token, right? It's like one fiftieth of uh, the medium sized teddy bear, uh, and and that that has you know real world value. Like, God, can you imagine if Chuck E. Cheese started offering like groceries and other essentials as, as some of their prizes? Because then, like, yeah, I mean, th- then then you've got a resale market too. I mean, they really shouldn't have to, right? Because you should be able to take take the fruits of your labor from Chuck E. Cheese's and spend it at the normal grocery store to feed your family. Earn that bread. I mean, I'm I'm with you. I'm just saying, like, I feel like that is a long uphill battle. You know, convincing the entire uh, economic system the value of of this new and, and entirely valid currency um but as a sh- as like an interim right as a as a cross gap we can let you like uh, exchange your uh 
your Chuck E. Cheese tokens for things like, you know, bread, uh, fresh tomatoes, toilet paper, um, or maybe Bitcoin. Gotta have that Bitcoin. Gotta have that Bitcoin. Better than food. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I get it now. It's kind of like a little compromise, but, you know, it's actually pretty accessible if we can just... If we can't bring the Chuck E. Cheese tokens to the rest of the economy, we can bring the rest of the economy to the Chuck E. Cheese tokens. Right. Like, I won't be satisfied until I'm, like, standing in a ball pit with uh, two grocery bags filled with cheap copper coins, uh, arguing with the manager about how much that Maserati is going to cost me. Indeed. (laughs) How many more games of, of fucking... Tycho Drum Master, am I gonna have to play to get those wheels? I I, I believe we we may have uh we may have solved this. Chuck E. Cheese needs to sell everything. Not just fuck your your lame ass giant teddy bear bullshit and your fucking drones <laughs> that you sell now for Yeah, I mean everyone has a drone. Who needs a drone? Yeah, I need groceries, I need basic necessities, I need when I go out to ski ball, I need ski ball for my life and my livelihood. I need set set up a special wire transfer system so I can ski fall ski ball to pay my utility bill. This whole thing's also going to be a massive simplifying uh, uh, operation for their business, though, right? Because, like, I mean, why do we need to pay for the pizza anymore? Buy it with tokens. Uh, why do we need to? Uh, but you have to pay to get you have to pay to even play the games at all. So basically it's like a kind of like self-sustaining economy. Exactly. You get you get uh cash, coal tar cash flowing in from uh from the the proletariat and then uh you take that cash and you use it to collect supplies. And the the people then uh, mindlessly uh, labor in your your hellscape of arcade games and earn tokens, and then they use those tokens to eat. And here's the great thing, right? After you prime the pump uh, with some outside currency for currency for maybe like you know six months to a year, um, then you stop taking the real money, right? You start charging people tokens to play the games, and you start paying your employees in tokens. And that way, like, they can't shop anywhere else. They gotta play the games when they're not working. You know, they get some tokens, but then they gotta to multiply those tokens playing the games to buy the food they need to eat so that they can, you know, have the energy to go to work the next day for more tokens. It's the capitalist dream. Yeah, I mean, I think now that we've, you know, invented our own uh, breakaway economy, I, I think soon to be the independent nation of uh, Chistopia, uh, I, I'd be very happy to call the problem solved and to uh, wish our new uh, mousy overlords the best of luck. The best of luck, indeed. I mean, I, for one, am just glad to have, you know, uh, a ruler who is as radical as uh, Charles E. Cheese. Um it, it, it's it's been a long time since I've seen the president wearing knee pads out in public. That's all I'm saying. He he's ba- is basically like a Justin Trudeau situation. You know, you you got this young sexy ruler of a sovereign nation um, that's just begging to be absorbed 
but uh, is just somehow a little, a little too spunky. <laughs> I did, yes, I did just advocate for Canada to be invaded. That's that's not necessarily like a solution to a problem. It's just our personal opinion. All opinions expressed on the show are uh, the actual real life opinions of John. And I. Well, uh, I don't see why there'd be anything else. I mean, I'm I'm me. You're yep. you. You're my brother. It's important um, that people know that. We're trapped here in the studio. Yeah. No, we 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 don't fuck around here. Like th- th- this is serious business, and we do give it our all. And like, I, I don't care like what jackass little teenage deer mm-hmm. might say otherwise. Like, we are, uh, w- you know, we we're the business. And, and anyway, sorry, I'm getting carried away. Uh, dude, I haven't seen any of the animals yeah. in a while. Like they said, they were coming back, yeah. right? What the I mean, fuck? At, the, at, at the very least, like Stumpy Tails and and Billy the Bullfrog and Hoots, like our good friends, they all like left with you know on errands in order to like show us some cool shits and things. Like where where are yeah. they? They have very specific reasons to return to us. <sighs> fuck. Should we like wait another five minutes or um? No, no. I think we need to we need to check on them right now. I think the rabbit dogs are back. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Oh, no! Oh, fuck, man! Oh, game over! Game over! Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, this is real bad, guys. This is gonna be... Oh, no! Oh, fuck, my skull! My skull's being crunched! That's being crunched! Oh it's, fucking Jesus! It's being crunched! Oh my god! Oh, I'm ripping no. my fucking throat out! Is this to be the final stand of Timmy the Irish Deer? Oh my legs! The gomet! You're, you're, you're pulling my ribbit, you're pulling my legs in two different directions. Oh, I'm being drawn. Oh, my legs are off, and my, my intros just ripped a bit out, and they're. Oh, one of them grabbed. Yep, they're, they're pulling it away. Now the tiny nuts, the tiny tool kite. Oh, yep, I'm, I'm been dragging across the ground by this kite. kite this is real bad. This is not a good thing for, for me. Bill the bullfrog. Ribbit, ribbit, ribbit. Oh, this is real fucking bad. I, I'm in a lot of pain. Please, please, I'm kind of blocking out a bit, so maybe the sweet fleece of death will free me from this house, this fucking hellish kite nightmare. Please fucking in oh, oh oh one of the dogs is chasing me. It's become this kind of gaming fetch that they created for themselves. They're they're creative. Oh my god, please fucking catch me, fucking catch me, please oh. Wow, that was that was rough for Black the Bullfrog. Well, okay then. So that was yeah um so our um our rock and theme song is <laughs> played by seth boyer uh you can find his music at bandcamp.com slash seth boyer and his album is get wrecked that, that that is not true at all oh what is it hypocrisy.zone slash seth oh so hypocrisy.zone slash seth there we go <laughs> And uh, yeah, if if um, whew, yeah, if you want to talk to us, um, because I think we could certainly use some emotional support about now. Um, you can tweet to us uh, at hypocrisy, 
and you can check out uh, our, our backlog of episodes um, at hypocrisy.zone. Uh, that, that, that's where we are. Um, also here in the studio, uh, surrounded by, by rabid dogs who uh, have learned to use uh, opposable thumbs, it seems. Like, they were very dexterous. In, in how they ended poor Billy the Bullfrog. That that's that's all I'm saying. So uh, yeah yeah send, send help uh, or, or tweets like tweet, tweets are good too. They're expressing a level of intelligence that we have not seen before. Um, they basically uh, since we've run out of cash to buy them meat to keep them around uh, to protect our studio and keep us true to our problem solving. Um, since we were out of that, I guess they retreated in order to lure in wildlife and systematically was picking, were picking them off this whole time. Um, so uh, pour one out for all of our animal friends. Uh, you got lured into a, into a massacre, into a fucking uh, slaughterhouse uh, in our yard. God, I'll miss them. And we'll never forget you. Yeah, you. they gave us some great problems. Except for Derek the deer, that dude useless. Was, I mean, it was like some kind of like alt right deer too. Like he he was no good. Punch Nazis or have them be eviscerated by rabid dogs. That's all we're saying. That's not a controversial opinion. Don't at me. If you believe it is a controversial opinion, uh, you can all go fuck yourselves. Every day it's With the nights that we got left, let's make something beautiful. Out here in this mess, together and we're all gonna die. So huddle closer with friends. And family will scream our last goodbye. Why do they stop shaving their pubes, John? Uh, racism. Wow. Heavy shit.